Letter sixty five of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends. Edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. To Mrs. Wiley, Inverness, August sixth, eighteen eighteen. My dear madam, it was a great regret to me that I should leave all my friends just at the moment when I might have helped to soften away the time for them. I wanted not to leave my brother Tom, but more especially, believe me, I should like to have remained near you, were it but for an atom of consolation after parting with so dear a daughter. My brother George has ever been more than a brother to me. He has been my greatest friend, and I can never forget the sacrifice you have made for his happiness. As I walk along the mountains here, I am full of these things, and lay in wait, as it were, for the pleasure of seeing you immediately on my return to town. I wish above all things to say a word of comfort to you, but I know not how. It is impossible to prove that black is white. It is impossible to make out that sorrow is joy, or joy is sorrow tom tells me that you called on mr haslam with a newspaper giving an account of a gentleman in a fur cap falling over the precipice in kirkcudbrightshire if it was me i did it in a dream or in some magic interval between the first and second cup of tea which is nothing extraordinary when we hear that mahomet in getting out of bed upset a jug of water and whilst it was falling took a fortnight's trip as it seemed to heaven yet was back in time to save one drop of water being spilt as for fur caps i do not remember one beside my own except the carlyle this was a very good fur cap i met in high street and i dare say was the unfortunate one i dare say that the fates seeing but two fur caps in the north thought it too extraordinary and so threw the dies which of them should be drowned the lot fell upon jones i dare say his name was jones all i hope is that the gaunt ladies said not a word about hanging if they did i shall repent that i was not half drowned in kirk cudbright stop let me see being half drowned by falling from a precipice is a very romantic affair why should i not take it to myself how glorious to be introduced in a drawing-room to a lady who reads novels with mr so-and-so miss so-and-so miss so-and-so this is mr so-and-so who fell off a precipice and was half drowned now i refer to you whether i should lose so fine an opportunity of making my fortune no romance lady could resist me none being run under a wagon side lamed in a playhouse apoplectic through brandy and a thousand other tolerably decent things for badness would be nothing but being tumbled over a precipice into the sea oh it would make my fortune especially if you could contrive to hint from this bulletin's authority 
that i was not upset on my own account but that i dashed into the waves after jessie of dumblane and pulled her out by the hair but that alas she was dead or she would have made me happy with her hand however in this you may use your own discretion but i must leave joking and seriously aver that i have been very romantic indeed among these mountains and lakes i have got wet through day after day eaten oatcake and drank whiskey walked up to my knees in bog got a sore throat gone to see eichholm kill and staffa met with wholesome food just here and there as it happened went up ben nevis and and b came down again sometimes when i am rather tired i lean rather languishly on a rock and long for some famous beauty to get down from her palfrey and passing approach me with her saddle-bags and give me a dozen or two capital roast beef sandwiches when i come into a large town you know there is no putting one's knapsack into one's fob so the people stare we have been taken for spectacle vendors razor sellers jewelers travelling linen drapers spies excisemen and many things i have no idea of when i asked for letters at port patrick the man asked what regiment i have had a peep also at little ireland tell henry i have not camped quite on the bare earth yet but nearly as bad and walking through mall for the shepherds huts you can scarcely breathe in for the smoke which they seem to endeavour to preserve for smoking on a large scale besides riding about four hundred we have walked above six hundred miles and may therefore reckon ourselves as set out i assure you my dear madam that one of the greatest pleasures i shall have on my return will be seeing you and that i shall ever be yours with the greatest respect and sincerity john keats end of letter sixty five